Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani and this show is brought to you by Navman and Connect My Tech. Now when it comes to navigation and dash cams, I always do point people to navman.com.au for a couple of simple reasons. A, I've tested their products and they work very, very well. And B, they have a huge selection available from inexpensive all the way up to super fancy if you can afford the big and better models. Now, I will quickly tell you though, we recently spoke about the MyView 900DC. It's one of the new models that is about to hit the shelves in stores. It's a $299 dash cam, front camera, rear camera, high definition, 30 frames per second, the premium Starburst ultra low light sensor, so which makes sure you've got that clean and crisp video even when you're driving in the dark to make sure you get all that detail. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this one again is because I'm giving three away. Yes, Navman have got three of these puppies ready to send to you. Well, maybe one of them to you and one to you and one to you um, before they actually even hit shelves. So you could be one of the first people in the country to be receiving one of these brand new dash cams from Navman. But how do you do it? How are we going to do this? Well, I'm going to make it very simple. And with a bit of conversation with Navman, a few tips here and there as to how we could run this giveaway. We couldn't have made it simpler. The rear, the rear dash cam is extremely important. And I know we talk a lot about the quality of the front facing one, but the rear camera is so important because so many accidents unfortunately happen nose to tail, where the person driving behind you isn't paying attention to the road, isn't even looking at the road. And what happens? You stop and they collide into the back of you. Having that dash cam at the back means that you'll be able to have eyes on the back of your head. And here is the question that you need to answer to go in the draw to win one of these dash cams. Why do you think you need eyes on the back of your head? Get creative. Think of something that will catch my eye and get it in touch with me. You can either direct message me on Twitter. You can send me in a message through Facebook, my Facebook page. You can email me. Go ahead and type into Google my name and email and you'll find that way of contacting me as well or even through Instagram. So you've got three different social platforms, one email platform. Find the easiest way to contact me, answer the question, why do you need eyes on the back of your head? And you could be going in the draw to be winning a MyView 900DC valued at $299. And yes, you'll be one of the first people in the country to receive one. Now, if you don't like that or if you don't end up winning, you can go to the navman.com.au website and you can see their entire range of dash cams and navigation units from, like I said, inexpensive all the way up to super fancy. Let's go on with the show. Rasembrasma, Jeff Quattromani, multi-Australian in Sydney. Tech expert, Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani, thank you very much from Sydney. Jeff Quattromani is here. And now it's time to talk technology with Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani. Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in. What the heck? Let's talk tech. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Whenever it is that you are listening to this show, welcome to Technology Uncorked. It's lovely to have you here, and I wish that I could be pouring you a glass of the wine that I'm having today. Uh, this is a delicious drop from Primo Estate in the McLaren Vale region. Uh, it's called the Zambalan, and this is a Cabernet Sangiovese. So we're talking about a really interesting mix here, and this is from a vineyard that loves to play with blends. Most of the wines that they do sell are a weird blend. You know, we're talking here about an Italian grape being mixed with something that's more traditionally seen in South Australia, like the Cabernet Sauvignon grape. This is an amazing bottle of wine. It is a 2014, so you won't find one of these anymore uh, on shelves, but you will find a more current vintage available. 
really looking around that 30 35 mark uh, just a really lovely fun red wine to drink and genuinely i do wish sometimes there was somebody else sitting across the table so that i could be pouring them a glass and actually getting their input as to whether this is a good bottle of wine or not now we have a pretty big show uh, to get through and it's actually a bit of a mixed bag we're going to talk about smartphones we're going to talk about smart displays we're going to talk about smart speakers we're also going to talk about a ridiculous product from Dyson that really feels like an April Fool's joke. And I know this show is being released on the 1st of April. Trust me, this is not an April Fool's joke. We even checked with Dyson PR beforehand. And I'm going to talk about a pair of Sony headphones that actually are nowhere near a joke. And I can't wait to talk to you about those towards the end of the show as well. So lots to get through. It is going to be an exciting one. And we've also been working on a big episode that you'll hear next week, which will be A to Z of the internet. And I'm talking about unpacking everything from the NBN to 4G backup to 4G wireless home broadband, 5G, Starlink. Um, Even if you do already have the NBN and all the internet and you're happy with it, trust me, next week's episode will really challenge you and make you think about whether you're getting the best bang for your buck when it comes to your home internet. So stay tuned for that episode next week as well. Now, without further ado, let's get into some tech news. Now, every week there must be a Apple rumor going about somewhere. Almost every week there seems to be a new Apple rumor. And the one that we're hearing this week is being reported in many different areas. I'm not just seeing this on one website. I'm seeing a lot of news outlets picking this up. So there may be some some bit more to what we're actually hearing here. But Apple have pretty expensive smartphones. And once upon a time, you would go to your telco, like your Optus or your Telstra, and you would get your phone for free linked to a plan. And it was a way of paying off the device over 24 months as part of a contract. Now you can do something similar with that with your your mobile phone provider. However, Apple has a different way of thinking about it potentially. What if you could subscribe to an iPhone? And I say subscribe, and I only say iPhone, because what if it was literally an iPhone subscription in that you go into the Apple Store, you take whatever the latest iPhone is, and you commit to a subscription. It could be $40, it could be $50 a month. And six months later, a new iPhone gets released. So you walk into the store, you drop that iPhone off, and you walk out with the new model. And you continue to pay your monthly subscription. And effectively, you're paying a monthly fee to always have the latest and greatest iPhone, and you don't actually pay an outright price. You just continue to pay a fee, just like you would with Netflix. You don't pay because Netflix adds new content. You just automatically receive it, and that subscription continues month to month. There is a very strong rumor that that is what's going to happen next. And we're not talking about just iPhones. We're talking about iPads. We're talking about Macs. We're talking about your MacBooks, the whole thing. What if you could have Apple subscriptions for all of the devices that you could ever want. And that means that when a crazy device like the Mac Studio is released, you wouldn't pay the $2,000 plus up front. You could pay a subscription. Now, obviously, there would be some massive caveats in that. When you do return these devices, they would need to be in good condition, not damaged. Otherwise, I'm sure there would be an extra cost on top of that. But maybe you would actually increase your subscription with an Apple Care plan. And that means that even if you did release it uh, you know, give it back and it was damaged, you wouldn't have to pay that extra fee. There's a very strong rumor that this could be the next way that Apple will start to approach things. And I kind of get it. When you start to think about the fact that uh, a new iPhone costs well over $1,000, 
Not everyone has that kind of money, especially to splash on a device up front on one day. So what if you could just pay a monthly fee? And again, it's similar to what we used to do in the past, but it's vastly different when you think about that automatic upgrades. It's not just saying that you're going to commit to $40 as a payment plan until you pay off the device through Apple over say 12, 24 or 36 months. This is a subscription and that, t- that changes the business model quite a bit. So if that happened, is that something you'd go for? Would you be happy to just say, you know what, I'm just going to throw $30 a month at the wall and that's just going to be the cost of my phone forever. That's it. I'm just going to keep throwing that money at the wall and that will mean that I always have the latest and greatest iPhone and I would be a happy human being. Is that the way you would like to do it? I'm very curious um, and I'd love to hear your feedback on that one because I mean, while it's only a rumor, I think it would be a huge play for Apple to do that. And in, in fact, I'm almost surprised that other brands have not potentially considered that as well. Now, this week we finally had the announcement from Amazon. And this is about a product that was formally announced by Amazon Global towards the end of last year. And I I know that because the Echo Show 15 um, was meant to be a product I wanted to put in a Studio 10 segment to kick off 2022. I wanted to talk about Smart Home. I wanted to talk about how it's constantly evolving. And the Echo Show 15 would have been the centerpiece for that category of products that I was going to talk about. Uh, We didn't have it in Australia then, so there was no way I could get that product onto the segment. But now you could finally order one. What is the Echo Show 15? I hear you ask because I haven't explained that. It's a smart display. We've seen plenty of them from Amazon, but not at this size. We haven't seen one from Google of this size either. 15.6 inches makes it more like a picture frame. And the way that Amazon is actually advertising this and displaying it makes it look like a picture frame as well with a full-size bezel around the edge to give you that proper artwork type display. It's very, very similar to what you would see from the Samsung frame. However, this has a camera on the front. It has got a beautiful frame around the edges. It can be wall-mounted or it can be purchased with a stand. It's a full high-definition screen. It's got that 5-megapixel camera on the front, as I mentioned. Obviously, it's a voice assistant. But because it has the display, it means you can also show content. And if you think about smaller displays that we've had in the past, um, I've got a couple in front of me at the moment. You can use it to maybe show pictures. You could use it to watch video content. You could use it to show you the weather instead of just asking about the weather um, and so much more. But when you have a screen display so big, what Amazon has been smart enough to do is divide the screen up into different sections. So you could have a recipe on one part of the screen, as well as a tile for the weather, a shopping list and another tile, or even a to-do list, whatever it is that you wanted to use. You could have sticky notes. You could have a shared calendar. Uh, I think this is clearly the kind of product you would want to have in the kitchen or the center of the home, usually the kitchen. This is the kind of product that you would want to just have while you're cooking, while you're making breakfast, while you're making your coffee and glancing at, knowing a little bit about your day, knowing a little bit about the family's day. Because when you think about that shared calendar, if everyone is putting their important events of the day on there, you know where little John is going to be, you know where your wife is going to be, you know everything that's going to happen within that household on this display. It's a very smart product. I'm very excited about it. However, If you want to buy one, you are looking at $399. That's not cheap when it comes to smart displays. It's probably one of the more expensive models, but it is one of the largest models that's now available. Google have not got anything to compete with this 
at this size. I have the Nest Hub Max in our kitchen at the moment. It is a much smaller display, but we don't use it in the same fashion that the Echo Show 15 is capable of. I'm really excited to be getting a review unit of this. Obviously, um, given that I'm traveling next week, I, I, there's no point in me receiving it just yet, but I'll get it the week after. And I can't wait to actually put this in the kitchen. Uh, I know exactly where I want to actually put it already um, and literally mount it on the wall and see how it does start to integrate with the household, how it does start to become part of the home and actually how we start to engage with it will be interesting to see. We are quite used to calling out the G word. Uh, we do talk to, to Google a lot more than we talk to uh, Amazon's assistant. Um, it's not to say I don't use them in the home in other areas, but in the kitchen, we just have Mr. G and he's doing just fine. Now, if you're interested in one, what's interesting when I go to the Amazon website right now, whether you have a Prime subscription or not, the soonest that you can get one of these is actually the 4th of May. So with that in mind, I don't mind the fact that I'm going to be a little bit later to get my review unit to tell you more about it. That means that you've got plenty of time to consider whether you should or should not go ahead and buy one of these, especially when if you want this, the, the tilt stand on top of that, it's almost an extra $50 at $448.95 to be complete. So it's fascinating. I'm interested in this. Tell me what you think about it. Um, is the cost too much? Is it too much for a smart display when it's not necessarily a television? And actually just on that point, the older Amazon displays, especially when Amazon first sort of arrived into Australia with smart displays, they couldn't do all of the video services. Now Netflix is also supported um, on Echo Show devices. So that's something that you need to take note of. You can watch Netflix content as well as obviously Prime Video content on there. Um, but yes, that wasn't a capability that they had before. So it's just an important one worth noting. And obviously it does support Spotify. It supports Audible. Uh, you can still do all those things. You can listen to podcasts and things like that. But um, yeah, that would be the other thing. The last thing I will say, and one of the big reasons that this device is going to be a problem in my home is because I rely heavily on Google Photos. Google Photos displays perfectly on Google devices. Surprise, surprise. And if you want to use a photo frame feature on the Echo Show, you actually need to individually upload what photos you would like into Amazon Photos. As someone who doesn't use Amazon Photos, there's not much in there. So that's going to be a bit of a hassle. Again, it's just something you would have to transition to or be happy with um, if you were going ahead with a display like this. Now, the last thing I want to talk about before we go into a break uh, is from Ikea. I mean, Ikea. I love that we actually talk about Ikea lately with a technology bent. Um, you know, they're doing a lot. They've done some partnerships with Sonos. They've been doing some smart home tech on their own. And their new one is a Bluetooth speaker. And it's a lamp. And it's called the Vapebi. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. However, um, from April, which is in the month that you're listening to now, uh, at some point in April, they're going to start stocking this lamp. Now, it's a lamp that's handheld. It looks just like a lantern, like an outdoor lantern that you would carry around the place. And it has a Bluetooth speaker built in. It looks fantastic because of the lantern design that they've used. It's got this beautiful carry handle on top. And obviously coming into winter for us, this is the kind of product that you would take and you would carry down to the fire pit where you're going to have some wine, cook some marshmallows, whatever it is that you would do in the winter sitting around a campfire and pull out this lantern to get a little bit of ambient light so you can see your cheese board or your wine glass, but obviously to get some tunes playing as well. It's a really smart little device. I love it. It's powered by USB-C to make it nice and simple to charge. It's got 12 hours of battery life, which is probably more than you would need. What we don't know just yet is the price. Um, in the 
UK, it's around the 100 pound mark. So I would imagine when it comes to Australia, it's probably going to be closer to 200. So it's going to be curious to see exactly where that lands. I don't know the physical size of it. When you look at pictures, you don't usually get a good gauge as to whether it's a big chunky thing or it's something that's very portable. So we're going to stay tuned on that one because I think for me, either I go into an IKEA store or I try and get hold of one of these to find out whether it's any good. Uh, but just the fact that it's got this light plus the music piece built, built in, I really like that. And I think that's a nice and versatile idea coming from obviously IKEA, who would be surprised by that. Now, if you or somebody that you know is not necessarily tech savvy, but they have a huge interest in technology and maybe for some reason you're thinking, I'd like to get a smart doorbell. I would like some wireless connected security cameras. I would love a smart display like we've been talking about, but I just have no idea how to set them up. And you're thinking about someone who could help you. Well, Connect My Tech is here for that. Connectmytech.com.au is the website you need to go to. And basically you follow the follow the prompts contact them. What they can really help you with is everything and anything that has a tech pulse. Mobile phone plans? Yep. Home phone options? Yep. Internet connection options? Looking at your NBN plans, checking out even streaming plans to make sure you're getting the best value and the best options from there. But setting up those other gadgets that you've been wanting to get, those smart gadgets that do require some time and effort to learn how to do them, don't even worry about that. Leave them in the box. Get the team at Connect My Tech to set that all up for you, show you then how it works, how you can open your garage door with a smart garage door opener, how you can do some simple home automation like turning on the lights when you come home automatically and really start getting the benefit of all this technology that is floating around us. But unfortunately, not everyone was brought up with technology in their hands. So if you don't have that skill set, Trust me, the team at connectmytech.com.au certainly do. They charge a very low rate um, to actually make sure that you are supported and that you're getting everything you could from all the technologies that you could have at your disposal. You just need to go to the website. That's all you have to do. Connectmytech.com.au and have a look at everything that's on offer there. It's, uh, it's one of those things. If you, dear listener, are quite comfortable setting up all your tech, that's great. But trust me, we all know someone who needs it, whether it's parents, uncles, aunties, neighbors. There's someone who needs this help. And I'm telling you, I'm looking for a, a gift voucher section on their website because I think that's what we actually need to do here is think about Christmas time, birthdays, where you can give someone the benefit of getting tech support at their fingertips without contacting you. That's got to be one of the best bits at it right there. So ladies and gentlemen, go to connectmytech.com.au and read more about the services they do have on offer. It's one of those things. You can help people get better at technology and they don't even need to do anything to make sure they're doing that. Let's go with the show. I know you are probably listening to this show on the 1st of April. It's April Fool's Day. Uh, However, what I'm about to talk to you about is just not related to that at all. And we checked. Dyson is a company that over-engineer and really refine products to the nth degree. They make excellent products, whether it was the bladeless fan, the Dyson vacuum, even lights. I've seen desk lamps made by Dyson, which blow your mind, even though it's just a lamp. Women will tell you that their blow dryers and their hair straighteners are fantastic. And you see them in hair salons all the time, which says that it's probably hitting the target market. So they spend a lot of time doing research. And this next product, they actually spent six years working on R&D. Six years. They developed 500 prototypes 
I think the biggest question out of all of this six years and 500 prototypes is whether they actually checked with the market to see if this product would be interested, interesting for them. Now, what am I talking about? It's called the Dyson Zone. Now, the Dyson Zone is Dyson's first play into headphones. Yep, Dyson is about to release a pair of headphones. And that's quite unique to them. They don't have anything that features audio yet. And this is going to be their first play. But they've also decided to add a bit of a Dyson spin because one thing that we have learned about Dyson, if you think about all of their products, is that they are experts in air. It sounds weird to say that, but their vacuums suck air. Their fans blow air. They have an air purifier. They have a number of things. They have a hair blow dryer, which blows air. I mean, they are experts when it comes to moving air, whether it's in or out of their devices. And this has an air purifier. This pair of headphones has an air purifier. And they're over-ear headphones. So you've essentially got a band that goes across the top of your head and you have these big cans that go over your ears. From those big cans that are spread over your ears, there is another band that comes across the front of your face to cover up your nose and mouth. Think about Bane from the Dark Knight. It looks a little bit like that. The air purifier feature sucks in the air from the ear cup side and then blows it into your mouth and nose. It doesn't actually touch, physically touch, your mouth and nose. It sits right in front of it, almost like a motorbike helmet would. Your lips aren't actually touching or shouldn't be touching the motorbike helmet, just like these headphones. I keep whatever they are. Um, they don't physically touch it, but you can get fresh air that's been sucked in through the ear cups and blown into your mouth. Now, because it's been six years of research and development, this was not a product that was designed because of the pandemic. That was well after that six years would have begun. This is something that Dyson thought of doing before we all lost our minds about wearing face masks and things like that. The rise of air purification certainly was more popular after the pandemic began as well. And you have to wonder why was this product even considered in the first place? Well, you start to look at some of the areas where they tested this product and where they started doing some of their real world testing. And a lot of it comes into countries where they may have a higher level of pollution. Um, China, parts of Malaysia. Um, I've been to China. I've been to China many times, um, Shanghai particularly, and it's pretty ugly. Um, you wear a white shirt, business shirt at the beginning of the day, and you'll have tinges of brown and black on that shirt by the end of the day. You tend to have almost breathing problems after a period of time. So I can see why Dyson perhaps would think that you would want an air purifier on your mouth when you're in countries like that, not necessarily the whole country, but certainly in some of the more polluted cities. So here's what the air purifier can do. And they're talking about what they claim it can capture ultrafine particles, including household dust, pollen, brake dust, industry combustion, bacteria, and city gas pollutants very much fits into that exact category that I've been talking about. Busy city, high level of pollution, and this is where it's going to try and give you fresh air to breathe. You just have to look like a clown in the process. And I couldn't be more serious about how ugly this thing looks on the poor guy. And I'm pretty sure it looks like one of the Dyson people, founders, that is actually wearing this in most of the marketing images. 
there is a poor man uh, being forced to wear these headphones, which have this terrible looking mask on the front of it that it really does resemble what you see in the Batman film. I don't know if this device allows you to continue to talk freely. I don't know if there is any microphones in this air purifier module at the front, which means you could properly take a phone call while wearing these. Um, I don't really understand this at all. I don't know if the, if the air purifier band can actually be flicked up so that when you do come face to face with somebody, you can actually have a normal conversation without an air purifier blowing clean air into your nostrils. This to me is just an engineered product for engineers. They did it because they could. They don't, I don't think that they actually did any market research to suggest, does anybody want this? Would anybody actually want to wear a pair of headphones that also has an air purifier built in, meaning that the battery life is going to get sucked up so fast that you're going to have to take this thing off at some point anyway? I just don't get it. And I'm fascinated by this because on the one hand, if Dyson just made a pair of headphones, I would be dying to hear them. Given how much they do over-engineer their products, I would love to know what their audio signature is like on a pair of headphones. How good could Dyson make a pair of headphones if they really put their minds to it, given that they have no background in audio, but they're such a, such a strongly engineered mind that maybe their headphones would be the best things ever. But when you strap on an air purifier, it doesn't look like this thing can come off. It can't, doesn't look like it can just be used as a pair of headphones without the air purifier module on top. But when you put that on there, it's an instant no for me. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, not the kind of thing I would like to wear in public. And even if I was at home, what am I so worried about that I would need to be wearing an air purifier on my face plus the noise cancelling um, over ear headphones? It is just a bizarre thing. It is coming to Australia in the coming months. You will see it on shelves available to purchase. I have a feeling you won't be able to experience these in a store before you buy them because there is an air purifier on your mouth. And I would assume there's a hygiene issue in trying that on and passing it around. So I guess it will be interesting just to see what happens next. The coverage that I've seen for this only points to April Fool's. People cannot believe that this actually isn't uh, simply a gag from Dyson. The amount of radio attention that I've received to talk about this product has told me that most people think this is a gag, that this is something that surely is not actually going to come to market, especially after the reaction that we've been seeing over the last couple of days. The Dyson Zone, I don't know if it's for me, and you tell me if you think it's for you. I just don't get it, and I don't know why we need air purifiers on our face. I just don't. And the last thing I'll say on that, sorry, the last thing I'll say on that is that today I was having a conversation with some very smart people um, who know a little bit about COVID and transmission and things like that. And they actually think that not only is this thing going to be offering zero protection from a COVID like a face mask would, um, they actually think it would actually help spread COVID if you had it as well, because it is literally sucking in air and blowing air from where your face and mouth is, where you actually breathe out, um, that it would actually be spreading your breath much further out further than it would be if you weren't wearing one of these at all. So if you, if you take, think, for example, in the wintertime when you're breathing out and you can see that little cloud that comes out of your mouth, you're like, wow, there's smoke coming out of my mouth. That is your breath. And obviously there's particles in that and things like that. If you're wearing the Dyson Zone based on what we've read and what we've understood, um, 
these people that I've been talking to tell me that the the idea that it's blowing air directly at you when you do breathe, it would actually be producing a larger cloud because of that fan force that would be coming towards your face as well. So um, if you were sick, more likely to actually spread germs wearing one of these than protect yourself. It's a fascinating way of thinking about it. And obviously, Dyson's not making any claims about it being a face mask or a way of preventing COVID. So if Dyson's not even saying it, then certainly the filtration on this is nowhere near adequate enough to say that you should be wearing this over a face mask either. So this is absolutely just for pollution and other types of particles. And uh, I just don't know if we need it, especially in Australia. Now, the other thing I want to talk to you about is something that I like, something that I've been really enjoying, and it's unique. It's extremely unique, and it's hard to even explain without me sort of coming and saying, here, try these on. It's from Sony, and it's called the Link Buds. Now, honestly, Bluetooth wireless earbuds are a dime a dozen. We see them literally all the time. I have multiple pairs always in front of me to try on. And if I'm going outside, going for a walk, um, mowing, whatever the case is, always a really good chance to actually try on some new, new buds and see what they're like. I started using the Link Buds um, a couple of weeks ago, and these things are different in that when you think about earbuds at the moment, whether it's AirPods or anything else, um, there's a small piece that goes into your ear canal. And some of them have silicon gel pads to help them fit better. Some of them don't. Um, some of them are just small buds. Some have a stem. You know, the design is starting to get a little bit, you can predict it. You can see what's coming with most of these. And, you know, if you like them, you like them. If you don't, you don't. And what I've noticed with a number of buds that I have tested in the past is sometimes when you put them in your ears, you get that effect of like having your fingers in your ears. You get this, this echo, you get this sensation where it feels like you're actually blocking your ears to be able to hear the music, which is fine if you're playing music. But as soon as it pauses, you can almost hear a thud you know, through your head as you go for a walk. At the same time, we're seeing a huge amount of people wearing noise-canceling earbuds which actually completely isolate you from any ambient noise. And if you're going for a walk, you wouldn't hear a car coming behind you. You wouldn't hear a friend calling out your name. You'd have nothing. You're completely isolated in that case. So the Link Buds are very different because they, they take away both of those things that I've just mentioned. No noise cancellation technology. Normally, that would be a mark against them, but I'll explain why it's a good thing. But secondly, there's nothing that goes directly in the ear canal. And that sounds very strange to even think about. So the, the buds are two, two elements. You have the top element, which doesn't go in the ear canal at all, actually sits well above it. And then the other ring does line the ear canal. So effectively, imagine having a small circle that goes around the edge of your ear. If you, if you look at your um, index finger right now and you just draw a circle around the edge, that's what the link bud looks like. And when you place that in your ear, it's got a small little hook on the inside to hold on. And actually, for me, it stayed on very comfortably. And it's almost like having a earbud with a hole in it, meaning air passes through. So you don't have that sensation of anything blocking your ears. And there's no noise cancelling. You've got full ambient noise. And the most interesting part is that when you're wearing them, it doesn't actually feel like there's anything in your ears. So you can hear everything just like you normally would. It's a very interesting concept considering everything else that we've been so used to trying from headphones um, all the way up to, say, AirPods and so on. So you've got the Link Buds in and 
you can hear everything that's happening around you. You then press play on your favorite song, your podcast, and suddenly your, your, what you're hearing is the music and you hear it very clearly, but you can still hear what's happening around you. It's almost like having a very good speaker on your shoulder where, yeah, there's music there, but it's not dominating everything that I could possibly be hearing. If you're listening to podcasts and so on, same thing. Now, I did this, I was cutting some branches the other day and I had these on and I could hear the birds while I could also hear the podcast I was listening to. Um, the birds weren't on the tree. I wasn't like taking away their home. I could just hear birds because birds are in the area. Um, and life is good. It was really quite amazing to still feel like I was part of nature. I was out and about without completely isolating myself from all the wonders of being outside. And then I had the neighbor come and say, g'day. And as soon as he said, hi, Jeff, and I could hear that because I've got quite open um, access with these headphones, bang, the link buds paused. They paused what I was listening to because they heard him talking to me. And then I started talking. We have a bit of a chat. And then we went on, on our separate ways and I continued chopping up some branches. And as soon as the conversation ended, not as soon, maybe 10 seconds later, podcast kicked in again. The headphones are listening to know when you're talking or when someone's talking to you to really free up that, that ability to have that conversation. On the flip side, when I went up and approached somebody and started talking, the music stopped and allowed me to have that conversation. So if you're out and about, you go to a cafe, you don't need to take the buds out, you don't even need to pause your music, you just start talking and it will do that for you. It's actually actively listening for you. And I think that's a brilliant thing. The fact that it allows ambient noise in, so you'll actually hear when someone's trying to talk to you in the first instance, as well as the fact that it actually pauses things so you don't miss a word. What a great idea. And I, I just... I know it sounds weird to say this, but I'm enjoying these headphones more than anything else in this category because it doesn't have noise cancellation technology because it doesn't have a direct in-ear purpose. These are for when you're out and about. This isn't for kicking back and really listening to music. This is just when music and audio is part of your day and not dominating the day. So this is fascinating. They're called the Link Buds. They do obviously come in a small case that recharges them. Um, they are very, very light. They, you could forget that you're actually wearing them at times. And yes, you can still use them for calls as well. And from my experience uh, and those who I spoke to on the phone, they said it sounded nice and clear. I could hear them just as well also. So look, I'm going to be using these again. I'm actually going away for a week. These are the only buds that I'm taking with me. I plan to use them quite a lot uh, and we'll see exactly how that goes. Um, I just love them. Now, they are yet to exactly hit the market. It's uh, available soon as listed on the Sony website. We expect these to be less than 299, making them a good competitor or a good alternative to AirPods and other brands, even the Jabras. Um, I love them. And at this point, if the, unless the price exceeds 299, I'd have no issues in recommending these to people. If you're interested in a new pair of buds that still allow you to have a conversation and still allow you to be part of the world, and enjoy your music and audio books and whatever else you listen to uh, at the same time, maybe even this podcast. But the Sony Link Buds, I mean, you know, Sony have been good at audio for a long time, but this is something totally unique. And I guess now we just have to wait for competitors to rip off this idea and either do a better job of it or, um, or fail. I'm just fascinated by it. It's changed audio for me a little bit. I think I might be, it probably sounds like I'm in love. 
It probably does. Now, we are packing up. I am packing up so many things at the moment. I've got dash cams that I'm taking with me on on our road trip. I've got 2,000 kilometers to travel over the next few days, and I'm very excited. I'm, t- I'm packing a drone. I'm packing two dash cams, uh, two different brands that we'll be putting head-to-head. Um, I'm packing a Sonos portable speaker because I know I'm going to need music when we get to the um, different Airbnbs and things like that. Um, just a lot of little gadgets, recharging some portable batteries to make sure I've always got juice. Um, I'm fascinated. I'm excited. I'm going on a bit of a break, a bit of a vacation uh, with some time with family and pretty much switching off. Uh, the episode you'll hear next week has been recorded and I'm actually really excited to be releasing it. I wish I could just release it early, but I'm trying to stick to a schedule. Um, and all my radio spots I've either pre-recorded or I've got somebody filling in for me um, who I think will do a very, very good job. So um, it's a week for me to switch off. Yes, you can still reach me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, but um, I will probably be a little bit less engaged on some of those platforms as well. So um, thank you. You'll hear from me again next week. No, it won't be genuinely live. And, uh, and I'll be back again the week after with a normal show, um, as we would expect. But don't forget the competition. Make sure you do send your entries in. And um, please, I've got three of them to give away. You don't want to miss out. There's a very good chance of people winning these. And I want to make sure we get to them to the right people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll speak to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.